The Umina Pool Cleaner says, any any idea for the dates for Magic Round next year and the venue? Uh, yes, we know the venue. Just actually, good question about the dates. So I just tried to do some digging when I saw your text message. But Tommy's on it, mate. Get to you in just a second. But let's go to the open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Michael from Rose Bay. Morning, Michael. Your thoughts around Rugby Union possibly being uh, salary-capped exempt players for the NRL? Oh, yes, Matt. Morning. Um, look, I'm a, I'm a fan of most sports, and I'm, I don't think you have to uh, hate one sport in order to like another. So I, I yeah. like both Rugby League and Rugby Union, but I, I actually think this is a really smart play by Rugby League. I, um, I think Union is, is on its knees in Australia, and I think this is quite proactive and could actually... You know, I hate to say it, but almost killed the sport off. You, know, you look at the Suali signing, um, that has raised the expectations of all the other players now in Union. And now by opening up the door, even if it's, even if it's not true, because I actually don't think NRL need uh, Union players, but I think by opening the door, it's going to put more salary pressure on a sport that already has just horrible administration, terrible participation numbers, and horrible results now at the top end. Uh, I think if this if they, you know, jack up the prices and the expectations of the current players, it's actually, you know, and I'm not surprised with Volandis being such a good operator, I actually think it's quite a smart play that will be very, very damaging to Union in Australia. Yeah, look, mate, I agree with everything you've just said. I, I'm exactly the same as you. I like all sports, and I certainly don't believe that you, just because you like one more than the other that you have to hate the other and see it fail. So I want to see Rugby Union bounce back. I love the game. And I love what it does. And I love its history and, and everything from grassroots right up. But you're right. They're in a jam. They're in a pretty big hole at the moment. They've got to be, you know, get their way out. And you're also right that it's a smart move by the NRL. Whether or not they have to do it is another thing. Um, but it is a smart move by the NRL to say, look, if, you, if you're coming to us, then we might make it a little bit more palatable because we can. Words are pretty cheap and it might cause a bit of a stink around the NRL in terms of who gets what exemption. But you're right. I think that the hard part for me for where rugby union's at at the moment, Michael, in terms of players keeping or getting, is what are they selling? And at the moment, they're selling that cycle again and selling the cycle to the players. Hey, you can come and stay with us. You can be part of the British and Irish Lions Tour, which sure is amazing, and a World Cup at home, which is incredible. So they're selling the, the, the dream and the cycle again, which is what they've got to do. So we'll have to see if it works. But that's a good call, mate. I really agree with everything you've just said. So thank you for your thoughts on that. Um, appreciate it. Where are they at at the moment? They're in different, you know, they're in different uh, lanes, no doubt about it, NRL and Rugby Union. And let's hope the Rugby Union stays and manages to truck on down the highway. It's going to be a hard road, though. Paul from Newcastle is on the line. Good morning, Paul. College football, crazy game, hey, with money. Mate, uh, that's, that's what's wrong with the world, seriously. That, that's just not even... That's just crazy. I, <laughs> I, 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 I dislike, dislike that whole situation so much. Like, you know, really, I, I don't even want to know about it. But mm. I, I do think Phil War, uh, going on the union, he, he's he's just signed up for the worst job in the world. He's got to try and take over from what his predecessors have done to the landies to try and make him look silly. Good luck with that. I think the mm. uh, is ready just to put the sword through him. And I think Rugby Union is in the worst state it's been in for over 100 years.
Which then leads me to ask the question, and I reckon we'll do this after the news, but is it the worst job in the world? I mean, would you rather come in when it's bottoming out because the only way is up? I mean, I'm a, I'm a bloody positive person, Paul, so that's the way that I'm looking at it here because you're right, you know, at, at the moment, like we say, it's, it, it's, it's in a, a very, very bad position across the board. But the only way is up, right? So if you're Phil War, there's no point sitting there looking in the mirror going, well, this has been a you-know-what fight for, for however long. The only way to go is how do we turn this around? And that's, that's a pretty impressive job if you can get it done. Hey, Paul, I've got to go, mate. We've got to go to the news. Thank you. You've given us some thoughts. I know the bag's on the line. We'll take your call straight after the news, mate. It's a quick break, so stick on if you can. Right, let's go straight back to the open line. Thanks for holding on. Our man from the Central Coast, the bag, good morning to you, mate. Appreciate you holding on through the news. Yeah, not a problem at all. The college football you raised in your opening there, Matty. I just yeah. recently watched on Netflix, there's a, a, a doco called Johnny Football, and I think yes. he's at Texas, and uh, unbelievable the amount of money that it generates. And he was playing one year, and because of his cult status and merchandise, like brought something like 300-odd million into the place and doesn't get a, a quid for it. And that was the turning point. That's an amazing doco, isn't it, Johnny Football? Um, Johnny Manziel, that's that's his name? Yep. Um, and, and that was the turning point, wasn't it, mate, where they went, hang on a second, you guys are making all this money and, and cashing in off me, yet what, what, what happens to me here? I was, I, I, I've been following this for quite a while, and in terms of the coaches and the buyouts and all that kind of stuff, the numbers are astronomical, but there's a reason why they're astronomical, mate, for that very reason that you just said, the amount of money that they generate from within the college and also around the college and the sponsors and the broadcast deals is off the charts. But when it comes to one person to have these fully guaranteed, this is this is the part that I can't get, the fully guaranteed um, salary. So let's say that I hire you and I go, hey, Bag, I reckon you're really good. I'm going to sign you up for a million bucks a year and I want you to be here for 10 years. And you know what? If you're no good as of next month, you're still going to get that 10 million bucks. I mean, it's that, that's exactly what it is in a nutshell, which is just hard to comprehend. Well, it is hard to comprehend, but like, is that for all the coaches over there or is that just to attract one bloke to the place? Like you could understand perhaps in a much lesser scale, throwing that sort of money at a Wayne Bennett or a Bellamy or, or what have you. But uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's off a tip. But when you look at, just on college football on the positive side, that side that runs out to enter Sandman by Metallica, oh, there's no better entry to a sporting paddock than that. It's pretty, it's pretty massive, isn't it? Like the way that they, you know, the, the way that they dominate. Like in terms of salaries, right? So the buyout figure is one thing. The salary figure is, is nowhere near as big as the buyout because the buyout's all about this fully fully guaranteed contract. And you're right, yeah, it's some are... Some are on bigger deals than others, which is, you know, that's the way that it rolls. I had a look too this morning at those buyout numbers and and the figures. Um, I've just lost it. Where the hell's it gone? So I'll find that that in just a sec. But, I mean, the the numbers are are stupid. Here you go. Take a look at this for or have a listen to this for coaches' salaries. Alabama, Nick Saban, $11.4 million. If they sack him, they've got to pay him out $44 million. Dubbo Sweeney. From Clemson, if they sack him, they've got to pay him sixty-four. Kirby Smart from Georgia, if they sack him, they've got to pay out ninety-two million dollars. Now, some are smart. Some have this like fully guaranteed part of it. Others, 
have to go with the flow and see what happens. There's a coach at the moment who's been fired and he's trying to get that money, but they're saying, well, there's different clauses here that we could fire, fire you on. And it all comes down to the athletic directors. And here's, here's a good line that I found this morning, Bag. Athletic directors essentially have three job duties. Hire coaches, fire coaches, and play the pauper while they're passing the hat in between. <laughs> so that, that, I reckon, says it all. Good on you, mate. Thank you for that. Now, listen, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Jump on that one if you like. Both of those callers there uh, summarising what I'm thinking when I'm reading all of this and seeing all of this. The numbers are hard to comprehend and just don't make any sense. But when you look at the amount of money that they're generating and what they're spending and the whole college football set up there and everything that goes with it, the numbers, relatively speaking, kind of do make sense. What doesn't make sense for me is this fully guaranteed job for the term that virtually comes, in Jimbo's Jimbo Fisher's case, no strings attached. He could never win another game again. He could be there for the tenure of his deal and never win another game again, never score another point again, and still make every cent of his contract. Who wants to be a coach? In that scenario, <laughs> kick it to me. <laughs> Put your hands up. Um, Penny Panther says, Greg from Gundagai needs to be doing his nudie run. His tip was a shocker and it cost me 10 bucks. I don't want photographic footage, but he needs to follow through on this. Airman didn't get up. I, I jumped on board too. What are you really gambling with? But this is something that we need to follow through this morning. So, Greg from Gundagai, just as you're you know, dusting yourself off after the weekend, you need to get in touch with us. Give us your thoughts. Let us know that you're going okay and what your plans are. We don't want any peer group pressure here. And the good folk of Gundagai could probably do without it. But we've got to see what the outcome is of all of that. Let's take a break. Rob Quiney will join me. We'll talk cricket after this.